Hello and welcome back to the Super. This week I'm joined by Ali Gemmel and we're going to look over the Inverness game at Somerset Park on Saturday. And later on I will be joined by Fermin Innes to talk about our growth. Hi Ali, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on, Derek. Um, second appearance. The the first one was after we shipped those three goals in the last five minutes against Morton. Now you've got me back on for um, another defeat and uh, us languishing in ninth place in the division. So uh, thanks very much for that, Derek. Not a problem at all, mate. Um, you've obviously... I'm not trying to put you into a certain character role here, but... <laughs> I think I just want a happy clapper on when it's all doom and gloom otherwise. <laughs> well, if you want to get clapping, I'm more than happy with that. That will lift my spirits on a, a Tuesday night. Well, not as much as finding out today's game was off, though. Uh, that lifted my spirits. No end. <laughs> uh, so we're just on to talk about the, the Inverness game at Somerset Park on Saturday. Uh, 2-0 defeat uh, at a really wet and wild Somerset Park. Um no very nice day down the Asher coast. No, it was it was pretty pretty grim conditions. Um, clearly a lot a lot of wind and, and the rain as well. Not not ideal the the pitch at the moment. Uh, Somerset. I don't think. I mean, it, it maybe looks okay uh, on on the video on 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 the on the stream, but I, I don't think it is a great pitch. It's pretty bobbly and, and soft underfoot. So no, the conditions weren't brilliant. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think. I mean, there was a pretty strong wind. I don't know if it necessarily favoured one team or the, or the other. Um, but certainly in Vanessa kind of dealt with it better than, than we did, and we did, definitely didn't care gain any benefit of it at, at any point of the match. No, um, <clears throat> it seemed that we went with a in both halves. Um, the wind was essentially coming over the, the Somerset Road end and uh, very strongly heading towards the, the railway end for those that weren't there. Um, but in both halves, we deployed a, a long ball tactic. First half, a long ball with the, with the wind behind you can be difficult to, to navigate. Uh, can often lead to running out for throw-ins and goal kicks. And that's how a lot of that half went. For us, um, Inverness had a pretty similar tactic, but seemed to have worked out how to get the ball to drop right on the edge of the box and caused us quite a bit of problems with that. They had about three of them drop right in the the D, just on Big Todorov's foot. Yeah, I mean, we, we started we started the game actually pretty strongly. I, I felt uh, that was actually ha having the ball on the deck. Mm -hmm. And there was... Um, you know, started a really good pace, really good intensity, and, and, and looked pretty dangerous in the first first um, ten or so, 10, 15, 15 minutes. I felt, um, mm -hmm. you know, McCowan looked really up for it, uh, really on his game, and you know, um, you, we we did settle into the game pretty well and and, and looked pretty strong. Uh, they had the the chance for uh, Miller to score. That was chopped off, obviously. Initially, I thought it was offside, but I think. On review, it was for a, a, a push, which looked pretty soft. But 
yeah. um, apart from that, I mean, it's probably a, a sad indictment of of our play and um, a reflection on the weather that probably our next best chance was uh, Sinisola's goal kick that that, <laughs> that nearly bounced over the keeper and went in. So, yeah, um, the wind played its part there. Um, but, uh, yeah, after a strong start, unfortunately, we kind of faded out of it uh, in the first half and then... Uh, Inverness took the ascendancy. Yeah, um, that that just about got me knocking my my laptop off the the front of the stand. That Sinisal goal kick, I, I thought that was I thought that was definitely going to happen. The, just the the sheer pace of it making its way towards a panicked Mark Ridgers. I think yeah. that was that was a goal, but not to be. Um, I just said with the the goal that was ruled off with Miller. Um, Tom Walsh had the ball out in the left and Mark Kerr's just screaming at him to just put it in the box, put it in the box. Um, there wasn't really very many options. He just kind of chucked it in eventually after a bit of, bit of hold-up play to make some room. Um, and Miller just does have a wee light arm on the back of the Inverness defender. I didn't... Looking at, looking at it at the time, I didn't know what it was ruled off for. And looking back on the, the highlights, it does look really, really soft, as you say. Um, it was unfortunate because if we managed to get that goal 1-0 up, it might have been a, a different afternoon for us. But obviously it was chopped off, uh, mm. chopped off. And not too long after that, Inverness get the, the first goal of the game uh, on the counter-attack. Um, like, I think uh, the, the I mean just going back to the to the Miller chance again. That, that, I mean that's that's the tactics as far as I can I can see. I mean he wants to get the ball up to, to that front four uh, to Walsh and McCown in particular, you know, pretty quickly, and then sort of build the attacks from there. And that, that I think that, that's obviously to me what what the what the team's being asked to do. They're being asked to to get the ball forward, to get get the ball out wide to Walsh and McCown, and for them then to create from there. The problem is that, you know, it's quite laborious at times. You know, they take a, a while to kind of fashion that chance if that chance ever comes. And there just isn't really the, the bodies in the box to, to make those crosses work. I mean, on this occasion, OK, Miller did, did get onto it. Um, Kurt Kerr was kind of screaming all game for Nabada to, to, to get into the box and to make those run into the box. And that's fine, but... Um, well, you know, I, I'd like to see the stats in terms of how many crosses we did put into the box, and uh, I, I imagine it been quite a lot, but never really looked like scoring from any of them, notwithstanding that, no. that chance that was chopped off. It's a it's a dangerous game as well, I guess tactically. If you're um, when you're missing right as a kind of focal point for those attacks, and you're asking your two fullbacks to get into the six yard box yeah. to get on the end of headers from the wingers. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced by by right yet. But I mean, we just even just saw in in the Alloa game that that we won that that was effective. You know, he was mm-hmm. he was pulling defenders towards him. He, he was he was challenging for the ball, if not winning it. And and you know, the likes of McCallum were finding space in the box. And you know, that's how we were getting our, our goals against Alloa. Uh, you know, that certainly didn't work without right um, on Saturday against Inverness. No, uh, Michael Moffat came in for him because Wright had a, a groin strain, so that'll probably rule him out a good few weeks. Um, nobody's heard any kind of 
predicted return date of that as far as far as I know at this stage. It was only Friday he got the injury. But um Kerr's pretty Kerr's usually pretty um cautious about about bringing players back from injury. You kind of see so how long it took for, for Tom Walsh to get reintroduced into the team. Mm-hmm. So I certainly don't think he's he's gonna rush him. You, you just you just hope that, you know, um you just hope it's a, a genuine injury and, and 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 the guy hasn't just decided this is no for me sort of thing. Um, I, I, I hope hopefully not, but uh, that is a, a nagging doubt in your back of the mind because you know say what you want about the impact he's had so far. It, it's a position that we don't have really any other options on, so he's an important part of, the, of this team if we're going to have any success this season. Yeah. Um. I mean. I'd I'd, de- I'd almost definitely rule him out for the the Arbroath game on Saturday. However, unlike Inverness game, uh, where Wright's pulling up on the Friday and you've already practiced your your game plan through the week and gone through everything, uh, they've actually got a week to prepare for it with whoever he decides between Moffat or Mackenzie. Mackenzie actually probably one of the the brighter things to note from Saturday's game. Um, they can, they can at least prepare uh, for the game on against Arbroath, knowing exactly who will be playing up front. Um, kind of led to a bit of necessity that you just have to still play the same way. Moffat actually didn't do too badly with the, the more physical side. I, th- I think he won, or in the first half anyway, he won the majority of his headers. I, I think he might have not lost the header in the first half. Um, I think I think he's uh, I think his ability to perform that role is. Is is actually probably underrated. Um, I think he's better in the air and, and, and stronger, and kind of um, obviously he's obviously got the intelligence and experience now to, to play in that role. Yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't necessarily too um, concerned that, that Moffat was coming in to replace right, but I don't think it's a it's not a long term solution. Then then you obviously you, you lose his his play kind of. Elsewhere, either as a as an impact sub or uh, in other areas of the park. So, yeah, uh, short term, I wasn't. I don't think we lost on Saturday because Moffat was playing up front instead of right, as some people may be uh, suggesting, but uh, not ideal certainly. Yeah, uh, on to the the first Inverness goal. Um, we're kind of on the attack, not a. Not a particularly dangerous or threatening looking attack from us, but it kind of fizzles out with a, a ball going into the, the Inverness box and they kick it clear. Uh, I think it was Danny Devine just kind of puts his foot through it to get it away and it lands for uh, Todorov. He's one-on-one facing up with Aaron Muirhead. And Muirhead does pretty well and... He has to play the ball back inside. Uh, well, I, mm-hmm. I, I might dis- I might dispute that Muirhead did well. I'd, it, I thought it was pretty poor from Muirhead. His his, his body yeah. shape didn't look right to me at all. He's kind of he's not close enough to him, and you know at the end he kind of ends up dangling his his leg behind him to try and stop across that. I thought I thought Muirhead needed to be needed to be tighter there. You're right. The ball gets ball gets played up to Todorov, and you know he's up there basically on, on his own with with Bed and, and uh, Muirhead. Muirhead's closest to him, and I, I think Muirhead needs to do do better there. But then I, I think the whole back four needs to do, needs to do better there. Um, yeah. Very kind of incisive movement from 
from Inverness and for poor defending in, in my eyes. And I, I think Muirhead could have maybe done better there. Uh, well, that's fair enough. I, I, I thought he did. I thought he did okay because I thought Todorov was, well, he doesn't have the pace. I thought he was basically an on goal if he gets by him there. And he made them stop and play the ball over to where Jack Beard was and should have been covering properly. I, I felt uh, Jack Beard's positioning was woeful. <laughs> um, he's nowhere near where in line with your head. He's dropped off from him. The ball comes across him. So he goes, it comes inside to stop um, Mackay. I think it's it's Sutherland. It's, the ball's played across to, to Sutherland and he basically one times it right into Mackay's path. And um, Miller isn't able to, to keep up with, with Mackay and kind of, uh, Corey and Dava's in, in the mix as well, but not really helping out things. No. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I may be not an expert enough on central defending to comment on, on bed, but certainly it wasn't. Didn't look very clever from from either centre back, and um, I kind of feel no. that also um, Miller kind of gave up on on tracking Mackay as well. Yeah, that was that was poor. It was. It was pretty poor from uh, from the defence in general. Just the, the ease, the ease that it was as a as a move. I mean, you're saying about central defending. I don't know. I don't know enough about goalkeeping. I I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's played his part in that as well. Um, it didn't look like a a rasper that he's got no chance with either. The goalkeeper. Maybe it was just absolute garbage all round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think we can agree on that. Yeah, definitely. And, and the problem, the problem is, I mean, once we go a goal down, um, this isn't a team that comes back from a goal down. I, yeah. I think this season, from a losing position, we've only taken one point, and that was the Morton game at home when they opened with a penalty and we, we got one back. So, I mean, that's a pretty damning statistic for, for this for this team that you know. Um, or kind of inability to come back from from losing the first goal or from a losing position, so um, that that that's not a great statistic at all. No, um, I I was looking through through Y Scout or statistics uh, before the game. I've not looked at them since, and just just clicking through things, and basically we're about seventh best in the league for almost everything. Um, some things, a couple of things were worse. I think there's one thing we're better, but most of our <laughs> statistics lead us to, to about seventh place. So that might be a wee nod to uh, how the season ends, you never know, but uh, certainly statistically we're, we're kind of heading in that direction. Um, most of the games that we've conceded the first goal, we've um, we've got a bit sad about ourselves. We've had the heads down straight away. I don't actually think, to be fair, our initial reaction was all that bad. Um, we did create a couple of good chances after their goal. Um, there was a ball in the box from Walsh. We seemed to be playing the majority of the balls in the box in the first half. And... Um, kind of flick on from McCown um, into the goal. He just doesn't get enough power on it. And 
Moffat maybe a, a yard to the other side. Um, he might be able to get something off before the goalkeeper gets it, but a couple of chances like that, really. Um, yeah, McCall- McCallum has a couple of, you know, I think you would probably only call them half chances, both, yeah. both kind of linking up with, with Walsh. Uh, the first one, yeah, the low shot, and then there's the head, which is probably a better chance, and um, maybe a, a different player does does better with that. It's, it's quite looping, though. It's probably it's quite a difficult one the way the angle it comes in and the angle he attacks it to direct that goalwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, two two decent chances, and and you're right to say that you know the heads didn't didn't go down after we conceded the goal. I, I do felt I do feel that kind of. Um, we did certainly have the best of the chances um, in the kind of period uh, in, in the rest of the, the rest of the first half, um, but just the same old stories. We just can't seem to can't seem to get that get that goal and create that sort of clear cut chance. Yeah, um, and that that was that was really the first half for me. Um, yeah, there was there was Joe Chalmers' rasping effort as well oh, from from range. Um, that was the first. I think that time was though. almost hit out of frustration rather than anything else. But it, it, yeah, it they come pretty close, and maybe that's the kind of thing that we're going to need to happen to kind of, kind of get out of this funk at the moment. Is just for you know Chalmers to stroll up and, and belt one from distance because we know he is capable of it. Um, but we've, we've never it seen might it. Be some, no, no. Uh, I think there was a, a decent free kick he hit against. Hamilton maybe early in the yeah. season, so um, yeah, we, we, probably, we probably haven't. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's any underestimate to say that we have just haven't seen enough from Chalmers full stop. But um, no. certainly, um, certainly, uh, his long range shooting and attempts on goal is 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 one element of that. Yeah, uh, some of his some of his play that we have seen from him, um, if you're playing a kind of controlled possession type football, which at times we attempt to do. Um, really, really useful whether we uh, one-touch flicks and just moving slightly off and just taking the, the one-touch passes. But um, probably not a, a, a player destined for a, uh, a gale force wind at Somerset Park kind of day. <laughs> I, think, I think you get those kind of players who, who look good in good teams or winning teams. Uh, and and they're really effective. I think, I think to a certain extent, Alan Troughton's one of those players. I think, mm-hmm. going back a bit further, I think Paul Sheeran was maybe one of those one of those players. And, and in some respects, is similar to, to Chalmers in terms of being kind of left footed and a bit a bit languid. You, you certainly do get those players who who, and it seems a bit a bit perverse to say, oh, you know, he he'd look really good in a winning team. Or, but you know, I guess you could say that for for most players. Yeah. Um, so on on to the second half, um, which wasn't quite as uh, positive a story for me as the first half. Uh, things things did not go well. Um, pretty quickly, we were. I don't really think there was too much incident before it uh, for me. Um, first nine minutes kind of passed by pretty quickly. Inverness found themselves two 0 up. Um, it was a shot from Todorov. Just uh he just took a snapshot, half chance on the edge of the box, and it looked to me, uh, looked to Adam your head. Don't know about you. Usually more reasonable than myself. 
uh, that it hit his hands when he was when he when he was kind of either try to get out of the way or take it on his chest, but it looked to me like it hit his hand. Uh, that helped him, that or his chest helped him take it away from your head who was watching him, and he just had an easy finish past Sinisalo, um, who inexplicably tried to go with his feet while diving for it. <laughs> I, I think there's, there's maybe two, two ways to, to look at uh, you had defending here. I mean, it's a, a long punt up from the goalkeeper, Todorov wins it and then just batters it into the box, and mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I think by Muirhead's reaction, it, it definitely hits his hand. I, I think, uh, and you know, you, you might be you might say, "Oh, Muirhead just needs to play to the whistle and, and do better there." But it's just actually, it's just pretty fortunate goal, I, I think, in some regards, mm-hmm. and just the way he's, the way it's it's been hit into him really hard, and however he's done it, whether it's his hand or just he has just been able to to knock it down into position where he can swivel it and shoot. I don't. I don't think there's a whole lot Muirhead can do, even if he isn't appealing mm. for the handball. Um, Sinisal, yeah, don't. It's not brilliant from from him again. I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know about Sinisal. I mean, when, when does he make these saves that that it, you kind of you wonder about about him? You know, I, I don't think he's a terrible goalkeeper. I don't think he necessarily costs as much as I mean. Sure, he's he's letting a pretty and a couple of pretty poor goals. Mm-hmm. He's just average, I think. He, he's just an average goalie who 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 doesn't make those sort of saves that you would hope maybe a, a keeper might do. It's hard well, to I can add. on exactly what's wrong with it, what what the issue is, but uh, yeah, it, it it doesn't look brilliant. Oh. He's got that kind of X factor about him a wee bit of a, as a goalie because he will just make these, um, he'll, he'll make these just ridiculous saves. And even like the, the, the bad goals that he concedes, they're, they're so bad that they are, <laughs> they're watchable. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, he's, he's no, he's no, uh, he's no Jack Ruddy. I mean, no. You know, he was just—he was just a bad goalkeeper and a bad footballer. I mean, he's—he's not—Sinisalo he, is not that. You know, he does look confident most of the time, but it, it's just—you know—the saves you think he could maybe have done a bit better. The goals you think he could have done a bit better with. And you know, okay, there's there's a few real ricks thrown in there, but I think you can you can excuse that. Yeah. Um... So Luke McCowan, uh, he, he got booked in the, the aftermath of the the goal uh, for running over and complaining to the linesman a little bit too too vigorously, um, which I'm absolutely fine with. We, we, sometimes we need somebody showing a wee bit of something like that, um, especially when it's going really poorly for you. At, at least, you know, uh, some, somebody's caden out there. <laughs> Um, which again, it, I, which again is probably indication that that it, that it was a handball. Yeah. yeah. Um. We then, for me, uh, I didn't. I, I certainly haven't noted anything different from us for for the next while. We basically gave the ball to Jack Baird to kick really hard and as far as he possibly could, and that seemed to be our tactic for the next 10 minutes or so and basically gave Inverness a variety of throw-ins and goal kicks because um, I don't think he actually met any of our players with them. 
Yeah, well, the, 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 obviously the key point the key point after the, the, the second goal was that, um, and, you know, Kerr hasn't done this often, but he did, you know, he did quickly change the system. He obviously mm-hmm. took uh, Miller off and uh, brought on, um, it was McKenzie brought on first, wasn't it? So, uh, he, he, yeah, yeah he, he went to the sort of the 3-4-3, three, three, which I think it was eventually, which... It's not something I think he's done this season, certainly mm-hmm. not so early in a game. So, um, and yeah, but I think it maybe took us a while to to settle into into that kind of new new formation. Uh, it wasn't long until he brought on Hewitt as well. I think mm-hmm. that was just because he recognised that the balance wasn't quite right in in the formation, and so he, he brought Hewitt on. Yeah, for Smith. That kind of changed that a wee bit more from a. Uh... It was it was a strange formation to start with, because we were trying to. I was, um, you're you're obviously at the back of the stand and I'm down the front, so we were talking on WhatsApp. We were trying to work out what kind of what formation they were playing. And we kind of worked out initially it was a a three two three two formation they were playing with, with Mackenzie on, and then Hewitt came on and it made it a wee bit more uh, three four three. Yeah, I think that that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at one point I thought it was I thought Chalmers had gone to left back, but I think that was, was maybe just a temporary part of, part yeah. of the play. He was covering in in there, but I mean, that's something he, he could have done and moved the the, the remaining back three one over. So, in one regard, you know, you know, fair play to Kerr for trying to change it. I mean, mm-hmm. too often he's, he's he doesn't change his, his formation, and I know. I know, yeah, sort of the four-two-three-one can be be flexible, and and you know, there's variations within that that, that can change quite quickly. But you know, so fair play to Kurt for the first time, I think, really altering his formation. But it just didn't it just didn't work for, for me. It, it, mm-hmm. it took them too long. Took them too long to to kind of hit their stride. It wasn't it wasn't something that looked kind of necessarily well rehearsed or well trained, which. It's maybe unfair because you, you might find that kind of hard to, to believe coming from Kerr and, and McCardle, the amount of um, preparation and effort that, that does go into these things. But yeah, I mean, whether it's just down to the personnel or, or, or unfamiliarity un- with the, the formation, it, it didn't really ever look like we were going to get back into the game. Yeah. I think um, Hewitt, we've seen play... Um, we've seen him play at left back, at right back, and now we've seen him play centre mid. I think he's, I think he's normally more naturally a right back. Um, yeah, but more, more, more naturally a, a right back. I think he's probably played played at left back more often for us, mm-hmm. yeah, certainly this season. But right back, yeah, that's his, that's his main position. Um, uh, I think, I think, and I, and, a, and I think he's a decent player as well. To be, to be fair, he seems to have that that dig. Um, and certainly, you would you would pick him over Houston on, on current form and, and what he showed this season. Yeah, I I, I quite liked him in centre mid. Um, I, I think the reason he came on and played there is just to give us a, a little bit of physicality in the middle of the park because he, he certainly offered that. And from what Mark Kerr says about uh, Brett McGavin, he's not a he's not a physical player. He's more. More a controlled kind of centre mid, like like the other two that we were already playing. Um, so he, he obviously just didn't 
didn't fancy bringing more of the same on and thought maybe a little bit of chaos factor in midfield might have helped. It didn't really help us, but <laughs> uh, individually I thought Hewitt did decent enough when he came on. Um, maybe we'll see more of that in the future. It was a different kind of energy to, to the midfield area for us and the, the kind of more controlled um, jammers and, and Murdoch that are, are normally in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we had a really a really big chance, and I, I could I can't believe he didn't even hit the target from it with um, Mackenzie. Uh, really, really good strength to. The, I can't. I didn't know which defender it was from Inverness. Sorry, but he held the the defender up really, really well. He managed to turn his body and get the shot. And he just puts it past the post. But the, the goalkeeper is absolutely beaten. And it looked like the absolute perfect time to get his first goal for us, but was not to be. He's still in the hunt. Uh, he's, he's had quite a few near misses. It feels like we've been we've been seeing it for for quite a while that you know he really needs to get that first goal, uh, and that he does really need to get that first goal. I mean, obviously he's not getting he's not getting all that many minutes, and mm-hmm. and some of them, uh, and often he's been asked to to do a job. Um, kind of maybe uh, out wide or, or, or something like that, rather than up front. So yeah, it was another another Tom Walsh cross into the box uh, from a, a, a bed throw in. Um, I don't know whether Moffat gets a touch on it or not, but it, it comes to to um, Mackenzie kind of front post. He does really well. It's behind him. He does really well to get out of his feet and in front of him for a shot. But yeah, it doesn't doesn't hit the target and. Yeah, you know, he really, really, really should be hitting the, the target from there. That's pretty, pretty disappointed about that. Uh, obviously, he doesn't score or anything, but I, I thought he did quite, he did quite well on Saturday when he came on. Um, maybe looks not that Michael Moffat did particularly poorly. He barely got given the ball in any way that he could use it. But I thought Mackenzie um, probably outshone him a little bit on Saturday um, with. With his kind of cameo performance um, remains to be I seen. Think the, the the criticism of of, of um, Mackenzie and, and um, I think is he's not hard enough. If you know what I mean, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he's maybe a bit too laid back, and uh, that's obviously a, a character thing that can can be difficult to to. But maybe it's maybe it's more just a, a confidence thing, and he, that he does really need to get that that first goal, or you know, a, a real kind of like important contribution to the team, and to get him to get him kickstarted in, in that regard. And you know, there is the potential that he could be uh, an important player for us going forward for the rest of the season. I, I know quite a lot of fans are maybe calling saying that it's time for him to to get a run in the team and, and maybe even start. And you know, why not? What have we what have we really got to lose? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we saw we saw with maybe the the last youngster to break into the team. Uh, I, I think um, it was overdue, and that that's Luke Cowan, Luke McCowan. Yeah. He only ever he only really came in at the the end of our first season back in the championship there because because of injuries, and then you know obviously he took his he took his he took his chance, and you know was played you know, some man of the match performances at the end of that season going into yeah. the playoffs, uh, and I was obviously become a first team regular and maybe one of our most important players so who's to say that McKenzie the same can't happen for him he'll come in and take his chance and go on to be a really important player for us but he needs to get that chance and 
in some regards you just don't know until until they get that. Yeah, um, just just get them on the park, get them get them on penalty duties, just dive in the box, get them something. <laughs> he looks like a guy to me. He looks like a guy. He seems to me a guy that, that's going to listen to what he's being asked to do. Yeah, I think the problem with I, I think Mark and Mick are, are very. I think they need to trust a player before they're going to play him, and I think that's probably why Zanata's not getting the minutes that some people might have expected. I just don't think they trust them to, to work and do the job that they, they uh, expect uh, a player in any given position to do. But I, I think I think with McKenzie, he could be trusted to, to do to do the role, and I think he, yeah. he kind of looks like he, he he would kind of take on board what he's being asked to do. So it's just a case of him getting that chance. Yeah, you, you can. I can see what you're meaning because um, you can see when they're about to bring a sub on. Um, it's not a quick Ian McCall kind of days. Uh, just shout somebody in that's warming up. They take their bib off and walk straight on the park. Um, some of the players will do that with, um, but obviously there are some players trusted more than others because they have a they have a kind of brochure that they go through. Uh, certain things just quickly before some of the players go on. Whether I mean everyone's everyone's different as well, and we've all got different learning styles. That might might not suit everyone that's coming on, but he's certainly one of the players that they'll they'll go through that with, and they'll either they'll show them certain situations, um, and I'm presuming some kind of areas that they're looking to exploit or what I don't know, but. Uh, they'll certainly go through stuff with him uh, out of that before he comes on. Not every player yeah. that does gets that. I suspect it's probably you know, jobs at set pieces and, and what have you, but it's certainly, mm-hmm. certainly nice to see it kind of adds that level of professionalism to, to the club. But yeah. uh, all, all they need to sort now is uh, getting the subs at half time to be doing something other than just belting the ball at each other. And, you know, you might actually start to look like a proper football team. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's don't a bit your dad, I'm afraid, but uh, I don't think it matters, me. <laughs> uh, it matters who our manager is, that's just a, a trait <laughs> of the club. Uh, unless you want them to do the the James, the first team to do the, the James McPake when they're coming out at half time and all running, uh, running a line and then do those wee steps. I want the full works. I want the resistance bands. I want the the. I want the full works. I want the the drills, the cones. I want everything. But uh, uh, all we get is just them punting the ball at each other. Well, maybe if we're lucky, one day we'll get John Hillcoat in as the goalie coach. And we can organise <laughs> all of that. Ellis <laughs> Harry doesn't even wear his gloves these days. He's it's 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 weird seeing them because uh, at halftime because they've all they don't have to wear like masks obviously when they're they're out in the park and doing their warm up because you don't have to do that when you're um, doing any kind of physical activity but they they have to have them on the bench and you can see some of the players that just presume they're never getting on because they just keep the they just keep them on at halftime <laughs> and just kind of shuffle a bit <laughs> it's it's as a as, as much as you say it's a, a your dad thing, you you can get a wee gauge of some things from it, I think. Um, and just wee bits of that, just seeing folk kind of shuffling about with their hands in their pockets and they've still got their mask on. It's no, it's no great. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
the match basically we had we had one more chance in it. Um, in fact, no, you've mentioned the, the Tom Wolves chance. So no, we had no more chances. Um, basically, disappointing end. We we eventually got a little bit of that rally going, but really, really poor second half. Just so much waste. Um, one of the things that we didn't mention was when we initially moved to the the three at the back, uh, Inverness let it play out for about five minutes or so and then brought on an extra forward to basically go man-to-man up front uh, with their defenders. And that did cause us some bother on the counter-attack, but you're less bothered by that at that stage because you know that you have to sacrifice something to try and get back into it. Um, but it's, it's just worth mentioning that, that that was very, very quickly tactically stamped out by Inverness. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were pretty comfortable. I think uh, dealt dealt with that change to us pretty quickly. I don't I don't think they were necessarily um, troubling us going forward or, or necessarily looked like they were going to get a third. But I mean, equally, I don't think they looked like they were going to concede. Um, but I don't think we did mention that Tom Walsh chance. It was it was, oh, a, great save. It was a great save by by Ridgers and yeah. uh, in that similar area where he managed to move the ball into the box and uh, it's just. Just not going for us at the moment. No, uh, certainly not. So that result, uh, that put us ninth in the table, the way that other results are playing out. Um, I think the, the there's a live match on just now that shouldn't affect our, our league position, but it's two each, 89 minutes. Uh, Inverness playing again against Alloa, so it looks like things will just stay pretty much the same. Uh, Alloa will get a point closer to us, Inverness a point further away, but the least damage will be done. <laughs> uh, we were supposed to be playing tonight against Dundee, a good chance to kind of blow Saturday out, um, but that match has been postponed for the fourth time in a row, so if the next one gets called off, we'll be tied for tied with the Lockheed game, so I guess we'll have to play at lunchtime on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> Which, to be honest, at the, mo- at the moment probably wouldn't necessarily be too much of an issue, would it? Nah. <laughs> I mean, you saw some of the, the kick-off times that the Premiership clubs were going for over Christmas and New Year. Um, they are basically just trying to fill, fill the 24-hour clock with as many different kick-off times as possible. Um, so, yeah, with that ninth place comes a little bit of uh, discontent from the fans. There seem to be a lot of unhappy people with Mark Kerr. Um, how, how are you taking it for yourself? Yeah, it's a difficult one. I don't think this is the time to be looking at the table. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a, a confusing picture with, with games in hand and, and you know, um, Although obviously time time's ticking and you kind of almost forget it's a short season and actually we're we're kind of coming closer and closer to, to the end. So I'm I'm not getting exercised by the by the fact that we're uh, we're ninth in the table. Um, you know, had today's match against Dundee gone ahead and, and we'd won. And look, I don't think it's a ridiculous proposition to say we might have beaten Dundee at Dens Park. Uh, this Dundee team, notwithstanding that we don't have a great record. Up there, you know, if we if we go to Dundee tonight and win, 
um, the, the the fact is they were were one point off fourth place for the game in hand. So you're not gonna you're not gonna sack Mark uh, in those circumstances. So yeah, the, the table doesn't worry me at the moment. The performances, yeah. Look, I thought we did okay against Hearts. Mm-hmm. In our last match, you know, we looked we looked solid, and maybe we're a bit unlucky with the penalty calls. Didn't create all, all that much, but you know, on another day, might have nicked a goal. Obviously, we 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 got the the comprehensive win against Aloha. So this isn't a kind of Mark Roberts era eight game um, losing streak where we're, we're abysmal, and you know, even before we turn up, that we're we're not going to get get the win. We're, we're, we're far away from that, but. I think ultimately is that there hasn't been enough consistency of good results and of good performances. Uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong. We've not won back-to-back games all season, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously a worry. Clearly, not enough wins and, and too many draws. On Kerr's position, you know, I don't see him getting sacked. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Um, and you know. I don't want to sound like an apologist for him, but you know this is this is a, a difficult gig that he that he's got. You know he's not even had forty games in charge as, as manager, yep. and you know that has been in the most difficult of circumstances you could imagine. No one really expects Ian McCall to, to walk out in the middle of the season, and you know Kerr gets his chance, and, and that's great. And then how many games is it before COVID comes along, and and you know the world's turned upside down, and and uh, he has to has to basically um, kind of adjust to, to to life in that. And so, I mean, alongside with the fact that you know it's still very early days in, in Marcus' tenure as as manager, he's not even had a, a full season. That you've got to you've got to think where we are in terms of a, a squad and kind of the, the bigger picture. And you know, this is a, a period of transition from us. You know, if you kind of look at the the team that that got promoted and the championship and then and did so well in the first season. I mean, all those guys have gone now. This is a, a new team. We've had to build a completely new team and that doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, McCall leaving and then COVID has, has made that really, really difficult. So I think you need to cut, cut a, bit, a bit of slack. Um, I'm certainly not calling for his head and I don't expect that, that he will leave, but Sometimes you get a gut feeling about a manager, and you know. So while you give him give him that that credit, and you you understand the circumstances in which he's working, then do you get the gut feeling that Mark Kerr is going to be a successful manager? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I'm I'm not really I'm not really looking for him to get get sacked just now. I don't really want anyone to lose their job. One, it's a pandemic. Uh, two things aren't really so bad that somebody must go, and I don't know. Um, I, I agree with you as well. It's uh, absolutely crazy time for uh, somebody in their first job. Uh, all the things that you've listed is absolutely mental. Look, and there's experienced managers out there with their own struggles during the coronavirus pandemic. I don't think. The management of the the, the signings, um, I don't think that's poor. I don't necessarily think there's been a game that I've watched other than the Livingston game, where we've looked incompetent. 
Um, we have been well set up in every game. Nobody's battered us. Even Saturday, you lose 2-0 um, at home. 2-0, not the biggest score, but usually pretty comprehensive if you're, you're losing by that. Nah, I mean, we, it wasn't great, but we had absolutely loads of chances. At any point, we could have... We could have drawn that game, basically, um, while being absolutely terrible on the day. We've never we've never had a team out in the park other than the Livingston game, which was a disgrace on the day, <laughs> um, which seems like they're, they're not at least the equals of the, the other team that's playing them. And that's how a team should be. Now, excitement-wise and control of a game-wise, sometimes that's lacking, but maybe maybe we'll get that right as the season goes on he is still learning um for- and i think he is he is it's not like he he's not like he's been welded to the same lineup and the same uh, mm-hmm. uh, the same players but clearly we, we started with 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 reading at, at left back with roscoe with um bed and then new head at right back because houston was injured and you know, he's, he's quickly, well, maybe not as quickly as he should have, but, you know, he did make the decision to basically change to that back four because they weren't, they weren't doing the job. And I think you need to give him credit for that. You know, he's not got a, he's not got a, a great deal of options, but, you know, he's, he's recognised that that isn't working and, and he's changed it. So I think you need to give him credit with that. He can, he can only, you can only, um, deal with, with the kind of options he's got at his disposal. You know, COVID's going to have an impact on, you know, yeah. we can't throw money at solving this problem by getting another coach or, or bringing in some more players. You know, you know the, there isn't that resource and, and that's obviously been impacted even, even more by COVID and the lack of revenue coming into the club. So, yeah, so I think other things that you've done well. COVID, like um, we, we sign a I don't, I don't think he was ever going to fit our system, but you sign a striker like Bruce Anderson to come in, somebody that you would expect to score a reasonable number of goals out of any championship appearances, and they don't settle where they're staying. So there are, they're playing in a formation that maybe doesn't suit them as, as much as one that they would prefer, and they don't settle in the area that they're, they're staying in away from where they live. Anyone that you bring from anywhere that has to move at this time uh, is essentially moving to a flat to just play football in this or a house, maybe not just a flat, but and they're just going to be isolated from where, the, where they are and everything that they know. And Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we've got we've got four boys. At, yeah, we've got four boys at the moment: McGavin, Sinisaro. Uh, uh, Daba and now Wright, who, as far as I understand, are basically holed up on their own in a flat, and all they can do is train, play football, or go home and sit in the flat on their own. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's not that's not ideal, and even the kind of the the lack of opportunities for kind of team bonding and being in and around the dressing room and that to kind of build that team spirit that that isn't there. Even even away days on on the coach, you know, they're all spread out. Um, they need to go on two different buses, three different buses, or what have you. So, yeah, it's di- it's difficult circumstances for a team that is that is new, a team that is is young to to, to come together and, and kind of 
have those really important intangibles around kind of team spirit and, and kind of um, understanding and, and those sort of things that, that can only really be built up o- over time. Yeah, um, yeah, it must be must be crazy to be a, a young guy getting sent out on loan from a club in a different country and just getting punted over somewhere. <laughs> Especially when you see the wind and the rain in the last couple of weeks, they must be thinking, oh my God, what have I let myself in for? Yeah. <laughs> down, um, down the front yeah. in Troon and you're getting lashed by waves, thinking, <laughs> I would. Hi, happy Valentine's Day, Brett McGavin. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not in the... I, I don't even know. I, I think most of the managerial appointments that you see nowadays when somebody gets sacked, it takes a good while for somebody to get up and running, and I don't think there's enough time left in the season. We might only be just past the halfway point, but there's not enough games for somebody to get to know the players and work out what's best and get enough points to, to fix it. The league's so tight. Um, maybe things go wrong and there has to be a part in the ways at the end of the season. Probably wouldn't disagree with that at that point, but I, I just can't see what it would do positively just now. I, I don't you're, think you're right. any good impact. And, and next season, obviously, then that's the big question and, and that's, you know, no doubt what David Smith's wrestling with already is, uh, I think he's out of contract at the end of the season anyway, yeah. so what, what happens? Does he does he give him a new contract? If it was still Lachlan Cameron in charge, I have no no doubt in my mind that uh, Kerr would get a new contract, even even maybe if we did get relegated. But, you know, Smith, that's a different a different situation. And um, I, I guess we don't really know what, what David Smith's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I've not really, I've not really spoke to you too, too much about about him. Um, what, what's your thoughts on the new chairman? You on stuff that he brought up? Yeah, it's it's encouraging to to hear him speak, and you know, for someone who who works in, in strategy almost, albeit in a, a different field, to to hear someone come into the club and talk about short term, long term, medium term strategies, and you know, have a real vision for the club, then. That's 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 brilliant to hear. I think it's maybe what we've been what we've been lacking. I think Lachlan kind of understood and appreciated himself that you know what while the club could take over without him uh, or w- with him being um, in LA and just signing the checks, then that was fine. But in terms of having a real kind of um, a real kind of vision to take the club forward, then then it needed someone like David Smith. To, to come in, so that's all really encouraging. Um, but he still needs to prove it. I, I've no doubt that he'll be able to build a, a, a hub yeah. very well. That's that's his day job. You know that's not going to be an issue. And, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of home improvements, as it were, around Somerset Park at the moment. Kind yeah. of um, built building works and improvements on that regard. But you know, uh, football clubs are more than just bricks and mortar. So he's going to have to. Uh, and you know Somerset Park isn't the only area of the club that need, that needs that needs some improvement. Uh, so you know, let's see what he can what what he can deliver uh, on on those fronts. Yeah, um, I was quite I was quite pleased with what he was talking about with the what he's looking to do with the ground. Um, 
I'm, I'm not a fan of one of these things, but I'll, I'll give them it because I know it makes more sense. Uh, it's just me being selfish. I like there not being a roof over the North Terrace if if somebody thinks, and the majority of our fans seem to think it'll be a good thing. So good for them. <laughs> I enjoy standing out in the sunshine, but that's just me. Um, but on Saturday... I we... think you actually prefer standing out in the rain as well, especially when we're getting beat. I think it just adds to that... Uh... Adds to that strop that you go into. Yeah, it definitely adds to the strop that I go into. Um, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing sadder than a man just standing uh, depressed on a crash barrier on his own, smoking a vape. So <laughs> he's, he's trying to take that away from me, Ali. <laughs> I'll need to get him on and uh, pull him up about this. <laughs> Maybe he could just leave a wee bit. I could just stand and get soaked in smoke. <laughs> um, yeah, so on Saturday, we have our growth coming to Somerset Park in what is now a pretty important game. Um, may not work out to be an important game deciding our season, but right now it is a very important match. We need a result and we need to get above this position in the table. Um, what's your, your thoughts for Saturday? Yeah, well, our both are obviously the division's form team there. Uh, unbeaten in seven, I think, three wins and, and four draws, although I don't know how many of those points you can put down to the uh, seasonal weather at Gayfield and then being able to take advantage uh, take advantage of that. I don't think it's any surprise that, I mean, obviously they clearly they didn't stop the, the season too well and, and they were in a a bit of bother. It took them a while to, to kind of pick up their first league win and their, their first yeah. league points. Clearly, obviously, their, their first league win coming against us at Gayfield. Yes, um, kickstarting <laughs> our season. Kickstarting the season. But, look, I don't think it's any surprise that they've been able to turn that round. Um, it's no secret what the what the formula is at, at Gayfield and it's kind of Dick Campbell and a lot of continuity. It's just what we were saying about the what we don't have at N, this is a kind of period of transition for the squad and basically building a, a brand new squad. You just need to look at our growth and um, there's a lot of guys who've been there for a, a long time. I think we have a back four. Most lower, league, most lower league fans would be able to kind of rhyme off that back four. You seem to have been there for a long, long time and I think that goes goes a long way. I think the... the the X factor is obviously this boy they've got on loan from Livingston, Jack Hamilton. He's kind of hit the ground running with with all growth. Um, he's obviously going to be a, a danger, and then <laughs> you really hope that Chris Doolan doesn't come back to to haunt us. But look, there's no reason why we can't beat all growth at home. Um, but you know we're obviously going to have to, to take our chances. I think we we will know what to expect from them coming down and. Um, it'll, it'll be a, a tough game but uh, yeah, who, who, who's to know what, what will happen, I think ultimately we need, we need to stop taking some chances, whether it's uh, whether it's a Joe Chalmers long ranger or a, a, a penalty or, or something like that but uh, yeah, it'll be a, a tough game but um, no reason why we can't, um, why we can't get three points and yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, it would be a vital victory at this stage of the season Yeah 
maybe maybe this week uh, Ville will score for a goal kick. Maybe you never know. Yeah. Work out with and, you. Uh, if uh, if it's not going too good at time at, at half time and it's really windy, we can just harangue the referee to abandon it. Yeah, I mean that's that's obviously the done thing. Throw your throw your bonnet in the ground and jump up and down. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing um, I'd be interested in on, on Saturday, just seeing if we can get a reaction because. Obviously, as the game went on on Saturday, we, we did manage to get a reaction out of ourselves and we did pick back up and have those late chances. But earlier in the season, if we had a poor game, you were getting a reaction. Um, laterally, not so much. That kind of dropped a wee bit. So it would be it'd be very good if they can, they can pick back up to dealing with mishaps as they did earlier in the season and, and last season as well. Um, because certainly some of the some of the more late performances after a defeat have been a little bit tentative to start with. Uh, let's see how this goes. Ride it out for a bit and see if we're going to be any good today. <laughs> Would you? I don't think it helps. I don't think it helps that the season's just been so disjointed with games off and postponements and, and what have you. Just we yeah. just don't seem to have been able to get into a rhythm of games and. Um, Hopefully that that will happen. It's just a, a shame that after Saturday the next the next four all away from home, which isn't ideal, I don't suppose. Um, but depends yeah, on the goal. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe <exactly>. ideal. <laughs> it might be ideal. Um, I mean, I, I would say one thing. I mean, you know, you don't you don't like to see it, but I mean, <laughs> how toxic would Somerset be at the moment with the uh, with the kind of performances that are going on? I think uh, I think and some of the players would be getting it pretty tight at the moment so maybe it's just as well that there aren't any, aren't any fans on the ground at the moment it could be pretty unpleasant <laughs> well maybe we would uh, maybe we would see Willie H in the, the dugout for the second time <laughs> <laughs> well people do say that we need a bit of experience in there so it'd be better than Willie H to come in and yeah. give his words of it's wisdom it's good enough for Mark, Rob- uh, Mark Roberts it's good enough for Mark Kerr if you ask me <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you make any changes to the team for Saturday? Interesting. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's an argument for, for giving uh, McKenzie his, his start. Uh, I wouldn't know uh, if that would be in place of Moffat, then maybe, although Moffat's got a pretty decent record against all both. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just don't know enough about McGavin really to know what he's going to. Give to us the, the brief... corner, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I must, I must say, his brief cameo against Hearts. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't very long. I think it was, on, it was only ten minutes or so. It didn't impress me that much, but oh. you know, it's really unfair to give him to 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 to, um, to review him on on, on that basis. Uh, so I, I, it's too. I don't think anyone can really say oh, McGavin needs to start. Or they might have their own prejudices about Chalmers and and what have you, or, or the need to be a bit more solid in the middle of the park, but mm-hmm. it's too early for, to say that McGavin should come in, I think we need to see a bit more of him. Um, yeah, I'd I'd be I'd be considering McKenzie in, in some way, as, as I was saying. I know he's, as, as we said earlier as well, I know he's not scored, but might just bring a different dimension from the start. Uh, we've only really ever seen him from the start out in the wing. Don't know. 
don't know how he finds his feet into a game when he's got a bit more time to do it. Um, it's always just been kind of sprung upon him. Um, I suppose the flip side to that is we've obviously mentioned how experienced their uh, back four is, and is it the right, uh, you know, is it right to put McKenzie up against that? Uh, like, so, yeah. uh, you know, Ricky Little and uh, Tam O'Brien probably, you know, two really decent centre backs. Is it fair to put them up against uh, against them? It's the chaos factor, Ali. They won't see it coming. <laughs> Either that, or we put Mister Roscoe up there. Well, that would be chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. None of us know how good a striker Mister Roscoe is. They say desperate times call for desperate measures, but I don't think we're that desperate yet. Yeah, maybe next week. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got a score prediction for Saturday? I'll say that we win 2-1. 2-1? Okay. I'm usually wrong. Uh, I don't think I've got a single one right. So here we go. 3-1 or both. Corey and Dava's going to score. Um, I'll tell you that. Uh, I've got a bet on big man uh, each week to score a goal and it's going to come in. Uh, so this is the week. This is the week? Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Got to be positive. Yeah. Um, I am avoiding betting on our games now. Um, I feel like I'm jinxing us, so I'm, I'm just not going to touch it ever again. <laughs> hey, well, thanks for coming on, Ali. No problem. Thanks, Derek. I'll uh, ask you again the next time that we win, just so you can talk about something really nice. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'll see you next week then. Yeah, I'll see you next week. We'll just get you on every week. Hey, cool. <laughs> Speak yeah. to you later. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> And then I was joined by Fermer Innes for a wee look at how our both have been getting on and a look from our both's perspective through Saturday's match. Hi Fermer, thanks for joining me. Hey, you're welcome Derek, nice to see you. How you been getting on? <laughs> ah, good, good. It's been... Uh... It's been tough going to the football matches and, and no being with your pals, but I'm ah, good. On a personal life, life is good. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely missing it as well, mate. Just in the, the soulless grounds, uh, just listening to the players all shouting at each other for the only form of entertainment going. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. It's, uh, I, it's, it's, it's different times. It's different times. No, no long to go now, so... I know it can't be too long to go to where we're actually back and we don't have to work when we're there and we can just get smashed before it and enjoy it. Um, I'm all in favour of that. <laughs> so before I actually talk to you about any of the on, on the field stuff, where we're kind of talking about off the field stuff, um, you yourself are a fan uh, of our growth and you've taken up the, the commentary this season. How are you finding doing the commentary instead of Staying at home? Uh, well, honestly, being a commentary is better than not being there. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's quite good. I, I feel I'm learning more about clubs than yeah. I would have before. I try and find out a wee bit about clubs before we go. So, yeah, it's, it's been quite good. I've got to say I'm enjoying it. And I enjoy other comments sometimes, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, when we when we played you December, um, obviously we we were absolutely hoaching that day. It was just minging stuff for us. But um, I, I certainly really enjoyed your commentary. It was one of the one of the few enjoyable things about the day. I think quite a few other air fans going by comments that I saw seemed to enjoy it as well. So I think it's going quite well for you on that day at least. <laughs> Well, well, I'm pleased that you guys enjoyed it. I mean, some of my banter's not going to be for Abdi, but as as I say, I said that I put a tweet out the other week, Eric, and there's 90 minutes of football. Uh, you're not going to get the best comment in the world. You'll get a wee bit of banter, and that, that's all we can ask for. That's all you're looking for. Make it fun as you can. Um, ah, that's right. So on to the, the stuff on the park. Um our bros had a bit of a, a different start to last season. The last season they kind of hit the ground running and just looked like a championship side from the, the get-go. Uh, this season it was a pretty tough start, not getting a win until you, you played us in that game. Um, but now you are from side in the league. Uh, the last five games you've picked up 11 of your 18 points that you've got in total so far this season. Uh, what do you think's clicked in that spell? Uh, I, I somehow thought you would ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the loan signings has made a has made a bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young guy Jack Hamilton and uh, Ben Williamson, the two, mm-hmm. the two have made a big difference. Uh, also, you can I feel that sometimes you can you're selling fit, but sometimes you get that rub, and and we're getting that wee bit of luck, uh, and. What what something I I don't think we've played bad all season. I just think that sometimes we've no we've just no clicked at the right times and we've had a wee bit of luck and that's made a big difference. Uh, guys like, for example, Michael McKenna. I mean, he's he's just been phenomenal the last three four games. Bobby Lynn again, he's just he's come on to the game and Dick's Dick, well one Dick's played him and two he's been giving him a wee bit longer, so it's been fine. So. Small things like that's been making a difference, and and to be honest with you, some of the teams we've been playing, they've no had their best games against us. You guys didn't have a good day against this, and that, that makes a difference. Uh, Dunfermline just there a couple of weeks ago, they just couldn't cope with the wind. Uh, oh, uh, I did see some of that game. That was quite uh, comical stuff from Dunfermline that day. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest with you, Wraith. Wraith wasn't much different on Saturday. I mean, conditions wasn't great on Saturday. Uh, so, so, so that's been that's helped us a bit as well. Uh, I think if you look at it, and I think we've we've played like every game's a cup final. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I don't know how long you can keep that going for. How long yeah. we'll keep that going for is a different story. Like, but no, I think so. I think that's the basic thing of what we've done done. But I think the team. Good balance of team. I think they seem to be settling down. They've got. I, I was speaking to the man, the assistant manager, Pink, and he says the dressing room's buoyant. Yeah, good. So again, all oh, that's good. It must be. It must be hard to get a buoyant dressing room at the moment. Um, obviously with with COVID, I guess it's maybe a little bit easier at our growth where you've got a bit of squad continuity. You've had a lot of the boys there for quite a few years now. Um, so it might be a little bit easier, but 
it must be hard to build up for most of them. Um, so that, that that is a good thing if if they've got it got it going during this kind of this kind of time. Um, I know it, it's Somerset. Uh, it's true two dressing rooms. We have to we've, the players were uh, originally up in the hospitality suite where they could all be together, but we've swapped it for some reason. And now they're in the home and the away dressing room because they have to be split up because of the size of it. So even just wee things like that just can't be helping. Uh, you know, the weird and wonderful getting changed uh, where the fans get their pies uh, <laughs> away games. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. Small things like that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how far and wide your squad comes from. Mm-hmm. But I mean, tra- I think travelling for the for the players just now is no good either. Uh, for ex- I mean, I, I can just go with some of the guys I've been speaking to. I mean, Michael McKenna and David Gold travel together, but they can't do that now. Yeah. Uh, no. So, I, I mean, I'm sure it's the same for you guys. It's no easy. Yeah, because obviously, if you, ever, if you ever listen to any of the, the lower league, especially part-time boys talking, they're always talking about car schools and whatever, and it's just not a thing now. They're just travelling on their own. Um, just however far that they've got to travel if there's not a bus if there is a bus right. they're split into two buses and <laughs> right. well you can yourself that's no good is it I, I can, if you go to away how you get to your away games but if you've got a day with car you don't want to do it it was just yourself do you you just nah, it's not the same I don't drive but um, my equivalent would be getting the train uh, a big train journey up to like Inverness or something like that on my Todd's wouldn't be too pleasant, I don't think. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, you you mentioned uh, Jack Hamilton that had come in. Um, he's he seems to have made a, a big difference up front. I think he's got three goals in four games, but he Aye. on the bench for Saturday. Has he has he had a knock? He had a wee knock on Saturday last Saturday. He, he, uh, I mean, if they'd been pushed, the, the word was they were going to play him, uh, but they didn't need him. So uh, I'm hearing that he's, he's, he's back to fitness again. Like, uh, oh, that's bad. Maybe know, maybe know what you're wanting to hear, but it's great for another road <laughs> play. <laughs> that's my Wednesday ruined. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's never easy. Because you were supposed to have a game last night that didn't take place, that right? Yeah, um, I think a draw would have been enough to kind of lift us up the table up, up above yourselves, but mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't to be. But that's the that's the fourth time that that game's got called off. Um, I was saying to my friend Alistair that I had on earlier, um, I think the most that we've had a game called off was at Lockheed. Uh, it was called off five times in the Scottish Cup, and we eventually had to play it on a Wednesday afternoon. Because they don't have the they don't have the floodlights. I don't know if they do now, but yeah. certainly did be then. Uh, so I had to play in the middle of the afternoon, one o'clock kickoff or something like that on a Wednesday. <laughs> I was I at college at the time, like <laughs> try to check it on the BBC website, uh, like live scores and stuff like that. It wasn't really a thing back then. <laughs> but I, um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see if that game ever gets played. It's supposed to take place in the, the middle of March now. Who knows? Um, on a kind of similar note to, to Jack Hamilton in terms of strikers, um, Luke Donnelly absolutely tore us apart in the, the kind of December game. Um, he seems to have been struggling for minutes ever since then. 
is that just the lack of goals that's hindering his playing time? Because he looks like he has the ability anyway. Uh, a difficulty to answer. I mean, that day against Uzi was phenomenal. Uh, I think I, I probably anybody that was listening to me would probably have noticed that I was sounding a wee bit incredulous about it myself. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good player, Luke. Uh, he doesn't get as much air time as perhaps some people would think. Uh, I, I, I'm, it's a job to Kane. He's no head that he's okay. He's obviously he's injured at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, so he'll, he'll he'll no feature for a wee while. That way he wasn't on the bench, right? I saw he wasn't. Sat, sat, he was, he, he's injured like you. He'll. Uh, I'm not sure how bad it is, but I'm being told he'll, he'll miss three or four games anyway. I would think. Uh, so. He, he, he's a he's a canny player. He tremendous with the ball at his feet, uh, and 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 gets in. Uh, he's just no hot the net the same. I, I, yeah. That's a difficult thing. Uh, again, so it's maybe no, it's maybe near Luke's fault. Uh, when you, when you look at the the way that the team's been playing, and as I said to you before, uh, everybody seems to be clicking. The services there now is a wee bit better. So. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping all this is the same on Saturday when we're playing news. I mean, no disrespect to air. I need news to continue to have a bad run. Aye. Uh, yeah, we're playing Alawa, I guess. Let, let me tell you, I've never recovered for news pumping the street now. Gayfield, I've no recovered for that day. You come up in the first half, you just, just <laughs> annihilated this. Like, I've, I'm still seething. Aye. I mean, we were, we, were, we were overdue that result in December. We've had quite the run at Gayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, from Michael Moffat scoring four goals, um, just that, there was another four goal game that season. I, I don't think it, it must have been a long time anyway. I don't know when it last was, but it must have been a long time since we even drew at Gayfield. There was a lot of goals scored in the in the meantime by us, and not a lot in reply. Uh, so yeah, we we would absolutely do that. <laughs> <laughs> just would have liked it to be a bit tighter when it came. <laughs> Aye, that, that's right. So, so, so on the Luke Donnelly thing, Buckingham. So, yeah. yeah, he's just been, he's just no maybe been getting the same game time as as he's as he would maybe like. But I think also, in fairness to to our bro, that's partly due to our squad. Again, mm-hmm. we've got a we've got a decent squad, and it's obviously it's up to the managers. They they see everything. We just see games. They see yeah. training and how things is working and, and how they want it to work. I've seen me look look at the game and think, why is he playing? And then you see what they're up against and you can say, oh, okay, I can understand why why they've done that. So mm-hmm. it doesn't always work in for, for, for Luke. And if, if other players has been injured, it's unfortunately for Luke, he can't play because it doesn't fit with that method. Um, yeah. Well, um, well you're, you're saying about training, Um that's obviously having a, a bigger impact on the, the part-time teams at the moment than the, the full-time ones. You're usually getting a few hours a week and at least an hour of that's now getting taken up for, for testing as well. So they're, they're losing time on the short time they already have. Is, is anyone you've you've spoke to said anything about that? Yeah, it, it's actually, it is, it, it's spoken about a lot, actually. I mean, you're probably down to realistically, you're probably doing a one night a week training yeah. because the other training sessions taken up with testing and and stuff. So, 
Yeah, it, it is affecting it. I mean, they're still getting it. They're chatting and they're talking it. So uh, it's difficult. Uh, hopefully, well, at the moment, it's no showing on the pitch. Yeah, but, maybe it's uh, not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's. Uh, you're right. We kind of, we kind of kid ourselves. We're doing, we're doing really well. There's no point. I don't know when to jeopardise the bubble, but. Uh, uh, yeah, so the, the COVID testing and, and that is a wee bit awkward for the for the training, uh, and I think also I'm not sure how it all works, but you can I, I know that it was again when some of these guys that's on loan for other clubs, other clubs, mm-hmm. they've got it difficult as well because they've got to watch what they're doing with their other club. I remember speaking to Miko, he was telling us that again they they weren't allowed to train with certain bits of the team and they had to step only with them so that's yeah. brilliant for them either aye because they'll be can't be in two bubbles for the for yeah. football so they can only go with folk who essentially aren't playing and correct yeah yeah aye because uh, for for everyone else for the uh, so the the, the part time players um, sorry part time club any loan players with them, they'll essentially go and spend the rest of the week training with our, their parent club. Um, yeah. and at the, the When the, the part-time club's training, they'll then take part in the sessions for them. Um, whether they then get tested twice, who knows? They probably should be. I think they are, actually. <laughs> so I think I'm, they are tested. <laughs> that, that's, that's far too far beyond me for, for that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just thinking out loud there, basically. Um, so on to, to Saturday's match. How how are you seeing things going from from your perspective? Well, I look at league position to start with, and I see that you guys is I don't, it's free fall the word to use. You just seem to come plummeted down, uh, which I'm I'm surprised at. Uh, Get my right. Try to remember what you've got. You got two games in hand, is it, or three games in hand? Yeah, two games in hand. To, to so you have two games there. in hand. So let's let's just look and say that, that two games in hand, you took a draw, so that's two points. Yeah. So that 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 would put you back up above us. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, Saturday you've got to look at it as a. I think you're you're probably feeling it harder than we are for Saturday, I think you'll... Yeah. Obviously, it's at home as well, so you're needing to get use the home advantage. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to be honest with you, Derek, I fancy your growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, I, I do fancy to put a couple pastures. <laughs> I, I think... That's fair. I think... <laughs> I think we're, we're we're still we're still gelling. I th- I was really impressed. I'm really impressed with our bros midfield and forward line at the moment. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to stick my neck out and say two one our bros. Two one. Um, I've tipped you to to beat us three one. Yeah. Part sneakily because I've managed to get every single prediction I've done on this podcast wrong for results. So. I'm <laughs> I had my first team right last week. Uh, right. <laughs> so if I happen to get it right, so be it. I'll, I'll take my victory. <laughs> if, if, if it's right, I'll buy you the first pint of tutties when you come back up. Very generous. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, 
I, I don't I don't really know where it's quite going wrong for us at the moment. Um, I don't think our midfield's worked at any point this season. Um, we had until Saturday we hadn't conceded a, a goal from open play at home. We'd conceded uh, two penalties and a ridiculous uh, halfway line free kick from Alan Troughton. Um, <laughs> that was it. And then Inverness go and score two goals for open play on Saturday and that's the, the whole thing burst. Um, we were unbeaten at home until Hearts came. Uh, that's two home defeats in a row. We've not played away in February. We played two games at home. We got nothing, no points, no goals. <laughs> so... All the signs are there for uh, for both to to go and do something, but we are a good enough team to go and actually and win the game. Um, I feel anyway. I, I don't feel that just because we're in ninth place right now, there's six teams that have got a game in hand. The league is mental, broken. You can see that in the table. Uh, everyone's played just a random amount of games. It's like it's been drawn out a simulator. And points have been awarded. Uh, so tight. I I don't think we're really going to know who's a good and a bad team until things have evened out a little bit, and that's still going to take us a good four weeks or so. So I don't really know. Um, I don't really know if we're in trouble in ninth place. Might be. We might I, not. I I would. I'm surprised that you're there. But then, in fairness, I'm surprised what Inverness Carly had done. Uh, I think it's, it's it's a tough, tough league. Uh, yeah. Alou is definitely struggling. Uh, but in, in fairness, there's no much in it. I mean, a couple of wins and everybody's right back in it. Yeah. Um, uh, look at Queen of the South. Suddenly they're yeah. a promotion playoff uh, team. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, that's what I mean. I mean... We've got them coming up next week. Uh, be a very that'll be a very tough game as well. Uh, next again next week, what we've got them. But I mean, I'm just looking at it here just now. You can in Hearts the Felman Wraith. Okay, Hearts. You would you kind of see them throwing it away now, or I'd be surprised at it. You can nine nine, nine points and something there. You can it's you'd hardly eleven points. Sorry, you'd hardly see them throwing it away. Uh, okay, Dunfermline's got a game in hand. Uh, but you're, you're looking at it for then onwards. The Fernand Wraith, Queen of the South. I mean, Dundee, they, they're one of the teams that I'm thinking is nagging it improved too much. No. I think I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's about where they'll be in that league. Rune about there. They'll know, I'm not seeing them. That's as high as they'll go. They can go lower. Yeah, but, uh, in terms oh, yeah of- I, I think so. I, I would... Uh, I would have thought that I mean, Air United, given their depth and that, should have been should have been higher up and, and, and should finish higher up. You'd like to think that Air would probably be finished fifth or sixth, uh, and I'd like to think that our bros would be either below or above you. And that and that and that. That's maybe wishful thinking for me. You can, but I mean, yeah, you can yeah. only go on how your team's playing at the moment, and that can I can't I can't no. say nothing against my team at the moment. How you're playing at the moment, it's a couple. Uh, you'd be losing the league and goal difference if it was played over the last five. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a formidable opposition for us on Saturday. Um, we've, we've lost. A, we've lost a surprise factor this year. I mean, that's that was a big factor in this last year. Yeah, 
he didn't. So we didn't have that this year, so we're clear we are this year in merit. Because uh, because you gave us a bloody nose a couple of times in the year we won the league. Um, you didn't really have so much of that, especially having such a similar squad. We knew it was coming. I mean, we knew we knew we were in for a, a right hard task. Um, you could see that when we played at Somerset um, and the the very windy um, one each game. Or nice. we for a corner. And you absolutely tore us apart for the whole second half and hit the bar, hit the post. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a few times, eh? <laughs> Aye. There's, there's been a lot of really, really good games between our growth and air over the past few years. Um, oh, my. Whether it was just watching on a stream or whether it was we were so bad, that one in December probably doesn't make it into the, the classics list, in my opinion. But um, other than that, we have had quite a lot of good games. Um, obviously, this the Scottish Cup game, we did eventually run away with it at Somerset, where Dick Campbell came on the pitch. But even that was a, a pretty hard battle. Uh, if you'd got the point, <laughs> that would have been a very, very different game. I remember that game for a lot of reasons. Like, I, it was a, it was a good game. A good, yeah. good, a good day, in fairness. Like. <laughs> well, that's, that's it. I mean, that's, that's the main thing that we're all missing. Just, just get our days out back. Um, it was through the week. It was a year since I had my last away game. Um, I think we had one more after it with Alawa, but it was a year since that abandoned match at Gayfield. Aye. Um, we had a mad travelling session. Um, the trains were trains were wild. Like I think we were about four hours getting up because the train stopped outside Edinburgh at the, the Bings for ages. Because uh, there was like flooding on the lines and everything, Aye. so we'd all finished like our full carryout all the way to our growth by the time we got to <laughs> Edinburgh. So we had like ten minutes to run off the train and secure more carryout for the the next train. <laughs> but I, it's like, amazing how quick you'll um, cover that distance. <laughs> yeah. So that's been like a full year since uh, an away game for me. Anyway, other folk will have had less time, and that'll still be just to come up. But it's crazy. Oh, I attend. I can't remember what my last away game was now. That's poor. Uh, been a good one if you can't mind it. Uh, I think most of our days, most of our away days are good to be fair. Like <laughs> we're we're lucky. We're a smart club. So we're quite we're quite uh what's the word I'm looking for? Quite close knit the, the travel and support. Uh so we get a fair bit of banter uh, before and away. Uh, and I'm all about going to the pubs. Uh, far, far you meet the away fans and that. In fairness, air. The last couple of times we've been at air, because of the, the age group of the folk we've had in the bus, with some kids and that, uh, doing with their dads and that, again, seven, between seven and ten year olds, twelve year olds. We've been going to the bowling club, again, just next door. Yeah. But in fairness, the markets feel very welcome and <laughs> it's cheap. <laughs> it's a good place for a day out. We sometimes, um, if at the the player sponsor night, that's where that's where we go in. Uh, so we definitely had a, a couple of good sessions in there. <laughs> uh, uh, what's your favourite day? We didn't mind asking. Where do you like to go? Yeah, uh, both hands down. Is it? It's the out. Mm. It's it's great. Um, my second favourite is Forfar because uh, it's a weird one because. 
uh, we get the train to Dundee and then we get one of the mad service buses up to Forfar. But every now and then it's just no running and you go into the bus station and ask. I can't remember what number bus it is, but you ask about it. And the guy's just like, oh, no, that's that's no running today. And it's like a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> just, <laughs> just called it off. <laughs> you got to get a taxi. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's crazy, some of the, some of the games. Like, uh, I, I've, I'm a fair. I, I like Inverness is a good one for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually bide up there at times. Uh, Nick took up in Inverness, which is that last team was good. Beat them one 0 as well up there. Uh, so it was good. Other places is good enough. Uh, close, closer by, you can. They're, they're quite good. Uh, but most of the, I'm, I'm trying to think. Why there's another, another, another good one. Uh, oh, to be fair, they're all pretty good in fairness. Uh, Anything doing Stennis Muir not why good Falkirk wise that's a good day. Yeah, nah, you can you can make a you can make a good day out of most of the grounds. There's only a couple that's a real struggle. East throws is a good. Yeah, <laughs> East Fife and Clyde and Livingston are yeah. a bit of a struggle, but outside of them, you can make a good day out of any of the grounds uh, at all. Well, usually we have nobody East Fife. We can East Fife's not too bad. Yeah, aye, we yes. could. Look at we they've got a wee tiny bar that they, they sometimes let you into in the grounds. Um, uh, outside of that, there's not not a lot going on in methyl. Not a lot in methyl, no. no. Not a lot in methyl. <laughs> <laughs> and if if there is a lot going on, you probably don't want to be there. Aye. <laughs> Can I like? I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'll let you get off. Enjoy your rest of your evening. Thank you very much for joining me. No, brother Derek, hope it's been fine for you. And uh, I will wish you luck on Saturday, but uh, it's bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take it. <laughs> Any kind of All luck, the- I'll have it. All the best, Derek. Okay, well, that's this week's show. Uh, thank you very much to everyone that gave up our time to be part of this. And thanks for listening. All the best. 